1: Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael.
2: And I'm Michael.
1: The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We have a question for you today. Are you psychically challenged? Until fairly recently, society generally assumed that a person who didn't fit into what was considered, quote-unquote, the norm physically, emotionally, or mentally had a problem and tended to define the person with whatever the problem was. Such people who didn't fit the norm were often considered so-called crippled, handicapped, or disabled in some way. Yet generally, as humanity became thankfully somewhat more aware that those who had some kind of condition that distinguished them from the majority of the population didn't necessarily have a problem. Then society had to come up with ways of describing a person's difference from what was considered the norm at the time. At one point, the description that a person was physically challenged began to replace the more derogatory designations that labeled the person an invalid or a cripple. Yet the label psychically challenged sounded more like... A euphemism for the same label born of po- political correctness rather than genuine regard for the person's difference. As a result, being challenged in some way became a frequent target for making fun of the attempts at superficial political correctness. So we might joke that we're so cerebrally challenged. See, I can't even say the word cerebrally challenged when we do something foolish follicularly challenged when we lose our hair, or vertically challenged when we are shorter than others. I resemble each of those remarks. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yet it is true that a person who is blind is visual. Yet is it true that a person who is blind is visually challenged or who is deaf is auditorily challenged? It can be or it may not be. It depends on the experience of that particular person. There have been many truly extraordinary individuals who contributed far more to society than most people who exhibit so-called normal functioning of their body and brain, who didn't have the same kind kind of use of a certain ability or body part. There have been remarkable individuals who were labeled so-called disabled or challenged in various ways, who composed and played spirit-lifting music, wrote masterpieces of literature, gave the world magnificent artwork, led large communities, made scientific breakthroughs, and offered countless other benefits to the world during their lives. Many have claimed that their so-called disabilities or challenges played major roles in them being able to do the amazing things that they did. So we wanted to explore the assumption held by so many people around the world that they are psychically challenged in some way. What would make you believe that you are psychically challenged or somewhat lacking or deficient psychically speaking? Well, first of all, the mainstream of society still tends to define the term psychic as something outside the norm of human abilities. So the image of a person who is psychic that floats around in the mainstream consciousness is that of a person with an extraordinary gift of accurately fortune-telling or foretelling the future, speaking with the spirit of the deceased, reading others' minds, mentally bending spoons, or perhaps levitating in midair. Of course, a person could use their psychic abilities in such ways, and many do. But your psychic abilities and psychicness aren't limited to such specific, narrow uses. Of course, it's easy to assume that if you didn't do at least one of those kinds of demonstrations of psychic abilities regularly, you're, well, not much of a psychic. Yet that is far from the truth. Most of us at this point in human evolution can't seem to consistently demonstrate those kinds of psychic abilities. Nonetheless, everyone is fully psychic already, and always will be. That of course includes even those of you who are quite convinced that you are not psychic in any way. Another factor that has contributed to the majority held belief that very few people are actually psychic is that it's been assumed that psychic abilities are either special gifts or curses reserved for isolated individuals and not for the masses. If you consider yourself more of an average human being, you might assume that you are not chosen one, you're not a chosen one that received this rare spiritual gift from heaven, or even gratefully assume that you were not a target of a cruel joke to be cursed with this unfortunate condition. In relationship to how many in our society may look upon a psychic person, it may look like a blessing to be quote-unquote normal and not psychic at all. Chances are you won't have to be humiliated, ostracized, or even burned at the stake because of your abilities. Well, now it's time to let that cat out of the bag and once and for all. It's time for everyone to come out of that psychic closet. This era in human evolutionary history has long been earmarked for the psychic reveal party, the psychic debutante ball, or even a simple coming out declaration to the world. I am psychic. You are psychic. We are all psychic. After all, being psychic is one of the ways we are led to the awareness of our oneness. Why is that? As we repeat quite often on our show, psychic really means of or pertaining to the soul. That soul is you as a spiritual being. You are spirit, not a body. You are of the undivided, not of this divided world. Your body is not psychic. You are. And without you managing and operating your body, it wouldn't even be alive. You have to be psychic to be alive. The psychic you never dies. It's your psychic self that reincarnates lifetime after lifetime until you fully awaken and finish your learning here in this world and in this universe. It's your psychic self that remembers that you've been here before in another life, another body, another time. It's your psychic self that imagines everything and creates to its heart's content. It's your psychic self that communicates using your communication device in this world, which is your body. So it's definitely time now to recognize and validate that you are indeed psychic through and through. Don't be shy. You don't have to make a public announcement just quite yet and get hauled away to the closest mental institution. You first have to acknowledge that you are actually psychic That you are an immortal soul once you are able to do that then you are able to get to truly know yourself more yet you may know a lot about yourself as a body-based person how you look how you like to dress what foods you like to eat what exercises you like or don't like to do and so on but notice how much of what you know about yourself is based on your body Yet there is a much bigger, more expansive, infinitely creative and timeless aspect to your being and your life. It's definitely time now to get to know that deeper part of who you are much more. This is a huge part of a great and wild transformation we are witnessing the beginnings of in the world around us. And that global transformation, being successful, counts on each of us awakening to who we truly are and the truth that is within us. Let's dispel the lie that you are psychically challenged or deficient in any way. Then we can get to the task of discovering how you are psychic. Let us count the ways. Well,
2: yes, uh, I am. What was it? Follicularly challenged. (laughs) vertically challenged (laughs) (laughs) and periodically i'm cerebrally challenged but
1: (laughs) most of us in our age
2: age range so maybe
1: for the vertically part
2: (laughs) (laughs) but i am not psychically challenged but as raphael said you know you are psychic through and through we all are it's your beingness that's psychic of the soul or spiritual Awareness is intrinsic to spirit. Obviously, the body has no awareness without you, the spirit, animating it. It's a little like a computer not being able to do anything unless it's connected to electricity and has an operator. It needs power, awareness, and creativity. When most people talk about someone being psychic, They usually are referring to that person demonstrating some kind of psychic ability like Raphael was mentioning earlier. Any ability based within the soul is a psychic ability. That's what it really means, soul ability, innate to the soul. Psychic awareness is intrinsic to all psychic abilities since without awareness, no one can use any other psychic ability they have. Psychic awareness is integral to every ability. For example, clairvoyance is the psychic ability or the soul's ability to see the truth and see the energy of what appears to be. It's pretty much all awareness on a higher level of energy. The same goes for clairaudience. The psychic ability to hear frequencies of energy beyond the physical sound vibrations that are perceivable to the physical ears. Once again, it's awareness on a different level of energy and experience. We could go on with many more psychic abilities such as telepathy, precognition, and various forms of intuition. They all depend on the soul's awareness. Each of these abilities is what we say we have when we recognize that we are aware at that level of energy. On one hand, it's similar to what happens on the physical bandwidth of energy frequencies. It's said that the uh, the range of sound vibrations that can be perceived by the average human hearing, physical hearing, that is, is roughly from 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz and extended under ideal conditions to about Some people can hear down to 12 hertz all the way up to 28 kilohertz, 28,000 hertz. In comparison, the frequency range that can be perceived by the average human physical sight is somewhere in the 400 tetrahertz to 790 tetrahertz bandwidth. That's roughly more than 20 billion times faster or higher frequency than the range of physical hearing. Ah, and that's a big gap. <clears throat> On the psychic level, the difference in the bandwidth of frequencies between one range of awareness such as clairvoyance and the next down such as clairaudience or telepathy or down further, you know, way further, clairsentience the differences is quite more like exponential or more than exponential as well. But one way of experiencing psychic awareness can be related to seeing seeing clairvoyantly, whereas another way can be related to hearing clairaudiently or knowing intuitively. Even within the same or similar range of psychic frequencies, One person can experience it differently than another. Whereas one person may experience the same frequency energy as hearing, like one hears on a physical level, while another may hear the same frequency more like we hear, you know, like sub-vocalizing in our head when we're reading a, a good book. You can hear the characters in our head, you know, and having different voices and all that but it's not the same as how you're hearing my voice. So many of us might hear clairaudiently like that, more like sub-vocalizing. Ten people becoming aware of the same thing, same event, experience, can experience it in completely different levels and in different ways. For example, one might be able to see the energy of that experience clairvoyantly, while another hears it clairaudiently while still another feels it clairsentiently, while yet another knows it intuitively. You know, this things that you'll hear when there's a bunch of psychics getting together to talk about different things, or several mediums going, oh, when I communicate with the spirit of the deceased, I see that being. And another one says, oh, no, I don't see anything. I hear their voice.
1: Feel their presence. Or I feel their (laughs) presence.
2: Or some of them might say, oh, I don't see it, hear anything, uh, feel anything. I just know it it, with total certainty. Mm -hmm. So, And there's, of course, many who are able to have all of those experiences at the same time. You hear and see and feel and know all at the same time. So everyone's different. It depends on what vibration you you're, mm, you favor. Yeah,
1: it's like that. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you, you like to operate on that level. And, and for whatever reasons, you might be here to uh, master that level a little bit more than the other ones. So even within the range of seeing psychically, one person can see it in terms of, Mathematics or geometrical configurations, while another sees it as colors of energy, while still another sees it as energy movements. Yet all of them would be using their innate clairvoyant ability to see energy. Most people live their lives never suspecting that they're living using a whole host of their psychic abilities. One time I met an older man walking up and down the driveway of the place I was working, who was obviously frustrated about something. So I saw him out the window. I wanted to check him out and see if if he needed help. So I greeted him and asked him if he needed some help. He immediately started telling me about what was bothering him so much. He kept saying he couldn't understand what was wrong with his three
1: adult sons. I'm going to interrupt Michael's story, leave you on the edge of your seat here, because we're about to come upon our break, and this is the time we give some of our announcements. But I promise we'll get right back to the story. We'd like to invite you to our next teleclass on Saturday, July 3rd. From 10 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, this will be a timely subject to explore the day before American Independence Day, which is July 3rd, in case you didn't know that or you don't live in America. The title is Speak Your Truth, Say Your Peace, Energy Work to Find Your Voice. This is part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. Get to know your psychic self more and learn to find your true voice. You'll learn how to do psychic energy work to give yourself permission and space to express more of who you are instead of who you think you have to be. For all the details and to sign up, go to our July events calendar section at michaeltamora.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M-U-R-A.com. And by the way, when you go in there, please sign up to be on our mailing list so you can get our newsletters. Or you can find out about our event that we just mentioned by calling our office and speaking with our wonderful assistant Noelle who knows everything about what we do at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours Pacific time Monday to Friday we'll return in just a bit to continue with are you psychically challenged we'll be right back
0: One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about you are the answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamura. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at amazon.com.
2: Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at com, and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter.
1: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling one 346 9141 Again, that's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Are you psychically challenged? That's been our question today. Let's see what else there is to being psychic. Well, Michael was right in the middle of a story when I interrupted him for the commercial break, um, and he was speaking about a man who was agitated out in the backyard of a place—well,
2: a parking lot a parking of a lot. place where I was yeah. uh, directing and way back when
1: psychic place.
2: And uh, yeah, it was a psychic uh, school that I was directing, and I saw him out the window. This old man and. Um, just almost like he's talking to himself and walking around in circles in the back parking lot. So I went out to see if he needed any help or anything. <clears throat> and uh, when I when I greeted him and asked him if any I can help in any way, and he started telling me he's he's frustrated obviously, and he's he's saying what's wrong with my three sons? Uh, he's an older guy, definitely adult sons, and he asked me how any halfway intelligent person can couldn't, you know, could not succeed in business, especially when it was handed to him on a silver platter, all set up already successful business. It's not like having to set up, start it up, you know, startup business. It's already successful. So apparently this man was so capable in business, he'd just easily start up a business It's in a very short time, it becomes a really solid success. And then he would, as a gift, he, he loved his sons and he, he wanted to give them something valuable. So he, he'd hand them over this already successful business with everybody, you know, the staff, everything is all set up. They just have to own the business and, and basically run it. And so he gives it to each of his three sons as they got to a certain age, I suppose. And um, every single one of them, each one of his sons ran the already successful business that he just gave to him uh, right down into the ground in short order. He just had that experience this just shortly before he ended up in our parking lot. <laughs> and he wasn't even driving, he was just walking. He had the experience with his youngest of the three sons, the same thing, and, and he gave him the business about a, less than a year ago, a few months ago at that point, and already the business was gone. It was belly up. I mentioned to him that not all of us had a knack for business like he obviously has, and he countered me by asking How anyone can fail in business when everyone tells you what they're going to do. And I thought, wait a minute. Okay, so I questioned him further as to what did he mean by that? And and it became clear to me that this man was about the most completely telepathic person I've ever met or even heard of. He was so telepathic, he didn't even know that he was hearing everyone's thoughts <laughs> that most other people couldn't hear. So I started to talk to him telepathically just to see, okay, I'm, I'm communicating to him telepathically without opening my mouth, make without vocalizing, just in my mind, and he replied to everything I telepathed to him perfectly. He responded to me just like you would if I'm talking like this, but <laughs> I didn't, I, I just telepathed him everything. And he just answered verbally out loud everything in response to my telepathic questions and comments then i asked him whether other people's (gasps) lips were moving when they told him things pertinent to his business and he was confused he's like looking at me like i'm from mars and he asked me what was i talking about and i told him telepathically that my lips weren't moving, which meant I wasn't talking to him out loud and that he was completely hearing my thoughts to him as others hear with their ears. I told him he was incredibly psychic in this way. He dismissed it. He, he, he said he didn't believe in that nonsense.
0: <laughs> it That's was wild.
2: It was wild and, and that was way back when I was probably in my late 20s. and. And so that taught me a great, listen, it really opened my eyes, like, how many people in the world, I mean, he looks like just any old <clears throat> older guy that's just walking around in the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. But extraordinary ability. How many people in the world were like that? Not
1: just with telepathy, but any any ability. I like it that he was attracted to uh, really have his anguish and question out there right next to a psychic institute. Yeah, he,
2: he walked into the back parking lot of a psychic school, a psychic institute. And uh, <laughs> so even though he wouldn't come in, I, I invited him in saying, you know, would you like to learn about your incredible ability? And he just kept on
1: poo-pooing it saying, you know, I don't believe in that <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> but the, the problem was he was hearing what... Um, his potential clients or people that were supplying him and whatnot were telling him, including uh, how they're going to try to take over his business or, or, or
2: cheat him out or, you know, sell him
1: bad products. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So that's how he succeeded. And now you can tell uh, somebody who's really business minded and interested in business and making money that could be very, very helpful. He he didn't get offended. He didn't take it personally that somebody was about to, you know, cut him short. And um, But can you imagine how that would be like in his personal relationships? Family, ah, nobody obviously, could lie to him. yeah, nobody <laughs> could lie to him. And obviously, he had trouble with his, each of his sons, right? He didn't say anything about his wife, but... But obviously, he had very frustrating relationships with each of his sons, not just about the business, but you can tell. He doesn't understand that not most people are not that telepathic, <laughs> and they're not aware of their telepathy. Everybody's telepathic, but they're not aware of the telepathy, so they don't hear other people's thoughts like you hear my voice. So, I've experienced so many amazing psychic abilities in in many people, from babies to the elderly, from so many different backgrounds, countries, cultures, and every kind of walk of life. All manners of psychic abilities from many types of intuition, clairsentience, clairaudience, various types of telepathy precognition, astral travel, teleportation, telekinesis, pyrokinesis. Ah, fire starter, right? Yeah.
1: Psychometry.
2: A new <laughs> baby who started fires t- pyrokinetically. Anyway, yeah, how do you deal with that as a, as a family, as a parent? <laughs> and clairvoyance, of course, mediumship, levitation, materialization, dematerialization, faith healing, psychic surgery, magnetic healing, clairvoyant healing, remote viewing, remote healing, and the list of abilities that people have go on and on and on and on. And and then there are psychic abilities that I don't even know what to call them, how to even describe some of them, okay? So I even had a student, here's one that's that's really fun. Uh, She wasn't having fun at the time, but (laughs) had a student, psychic student, who thought she was dreaming while she slept in which she was flying above a deserted street in the middle of the night in her neighborhood. She recognized the street and everything. And when she saw a car weaving in and out and was headed straight for a telephone pole at high speed, she realized that the driver must have fallen asleep or was drunk and was going to crash into that telephone pole if she didn't do something about it. So she's floating around, flying around above the street. And the moment she had that thought of she had to do something about it, she found herself in the driver's body trying to maneuver the car. How about that? What an experience. And she, during this whole thing, she's thinking she's dreaming, right? Yet before she could, she crashed into the telephone pole and experienced getting killed on impact. She was so shook up in her dreaming uh, dreaming state it, while she was sleeping in bed that she screamed out loud and her husband woke up and shook her awake to tell her it was just a bad dream. Then early in the morning, she found herself walking down that same stretch of street to get a get to a twenty four hour market or something to get some breakfast stuff or whatever it was, and she discovered the remains of a major car crash. You know, a broken. Uh, what do you call those uh, lights? Headlights. You know, headlights and 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 uh, different uh, pieces of metal and and stuff all over the place. And big thing is completely broken up telephone pole. The top half hanging from lines. They haven't even fixed that yet. They haven't had a chance to. But the car itself is gone. But it's just no skid marks or anything. It's just crashed right into the telephone pole. She was so freaked out <laughs> that, that uh, uh, I had to give her some healing and counseling afterwards. Well, how did I find out about this? Did she call? No. Again, just like that other man who... How did he end up walking around frustrated in the back parking lot of a psychic school? <laughs> right? <laughs> if anywhere he was going to get communication. Well, guess what? Even though he didn't listen to his guides all the way, he did listen to his guides enough to end up in that parking lot. So at least he can talk to somebody like me. Maybe there was a little seed planted for him to consider that, oh, he's got this extraordinary ability that most people don't have and, and can't understand where he's coming from. Well, the same thing with this woman. She was a psychic student. already. She was a clairvoyant student. But she was so freaked out. She didn't call or ask for help or anything like that. But And she worked for the uh, – she was a – brilliant flautist for the Philharmonic Symphony. And, and her, one of her good friends from the symphony orchestra was the oboist, and he came in. He was also a clairvoyant student of mine, and he came in to have a counseling session about his training and everything. And so I was looking at him clairvoyantly, and I see this other woman. I see the, the, his classmate. And and a symphony mate. And I asked him about her. I said, "She looks like she's in some kind of trouble. Is she okay? And And he goes, "Oh, yeah, uh, I should tell you about her." And that's who told me the story. And I said, "Just give her a call, have her come on in, and i'll I'll help her." And he did. And when she came in, I'm giving her her counseling and everything and a little healing and all that, so that she would, Be able to get through this kind of psychically traumatic experience of hers, and so to lighten things up, I was joking with her, saying, "You know, she needs to learn how to drive (laughs) if she's going to psychically save a drunk driver on a collision course." And then she she said, "You're absolutely right," and I go, "What's she talking about?" And she goes. I don't even have a driver's license because I've never learned to drive. <laughs> in this day and age, well, this was many years ago, but, but even so, uh, in the 19, probably <laughs> 90s, 80s, or 90s, who, what adult in, in California isn't, doesn't have a driver's license, right? Yeah. It's very rare. And she said she'd never learned to drive. And I said, well, okay too bad for that guy if if you had known how to drive you might have been able to handle the car a little bit better and so we you know she she did get through all of that stuff and was able to forgive herself and and get through that trauma of experiencing yeah dying but the great part she
1: experienced not dying exactly so you know that thing about if you fall a great distance when you're dreaming. <laughs> Are you going to die if you hit the bottom? Well, no. <laughs> Michael found out that the answer to that is no. Yes.
2: Was- one, one of the early times, I, I became lucid in the middle of my dreaming, and I said, oh, my goodness, this is a dream. And I was it, what gave it away was a dream was I wasn't a regular ladder, you know, the kind you put uh, constru- uh, construction guys or or painters put it on across the wall of the house to paint the second floor. And and uh, but the thing is, it goes up like a hundred s- stories <laughs> and it starts to a breeze comes and it starts to push me back and I go, oh, no. And then I realize this is a dream. And then the first thing I thought of is. I wonder if it's true. If you die in the dream, you you don't wake up in your bed. So I let myself get killed. But when I landed uh, from 100 stories up to the concrete uh, below, it felt like, A bed of
1: marshmallows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's always a good one. Well, we're getting to our second break, so it's time to mark your calendar. Please have a listen here. On July 17th, 18th, and 19th, we're offering an extraordinary stay-at-home remote mini-retreat seminar with four teleclasses, a bonus post-class Zoom Q&A and social, and an extra bonus Zoom dolphin meditation Q&A and social The overall theme for the whole mini-retreat will be Holy Spirit, Holy Fire, the Divine Mother, Compassion, and Your Creative Life. Through the four two-hour teleclasses, we'll teach you about the relationship between the Divine Mother and your psychic self as the way to realizing God, how to create happiness and fulfillment in the world with your compassion and your creativity, how to create your new life with Holy Fire, Rise out of the ashes of your past and celebrate your next step and to discover what you are here in this world to manifest by exploring your creative expression in the process of revelation. For all the class titles, write-ups, and details or to sign up, go to the July calendar section of michaeltamora.com, our website, or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hour specific time. In just a couple of minutes, we'll continue to explore Are You Psychically Challenged? We'll be right back.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
2: Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter.
0: The best book ever. Transformational You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Radio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's wonderful to have
1: you back. We've been exploring whether. You are psychically challenged or not. So let's see what else there is about your psychicness. Well, it's so interesting about psychic abilities and people discovering their psychic abilities. Um, and I thought it would be good to illustrate some examples of the ways we use our different psychic abilities all of the time. And, you know, I used to teach beginning meditation classes and I had to introduce the ideas of Being aware of your psychic abilities, because a lot of people came in not aware, even though it was a psychic institute that they were coming to my classes in, is like, I'm interested in meditation. You know, forget about that psychic stuff. But as you start to have it pointed out to you, you, it's like there's no going back in a sense. So one of the examples I really like to use is, What happens to a lot of us in the workplace, and I know a lot of you are not in your workplace right now, but at home, and maybe this even happens at home with your spouse or partner or children or roommate, it's suddenly you need to go speak with that person, like your boss or your spouse or whatnot, and they're behind a closed door somewhere, and you get up and you go over, you know, we don't generally text across the house, although I know some of you do. (laughs) But you go get up and you go over to that door and you're about to knock on the door or even barge in to speak to that person and you hit something that says, don't bother this person right now. Now, you don't necessarily hear it that way. It's almost like a sense. It's, it's This is not the right time to speak to this person. So you spin around and you go back to, to your work and then you wait till later till you get kind of the green light hmm. to go speak to that person. Another example is um, just knowing that this is going to be a really, really special day. Something is up. Or the opposite. Sometimes it's a feeling of dread. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And uh,
1: by the way, a lot of you that experience this dismiss these things. And this is is the problem that happens with uh, even like that man that Michael was talking about who was very telepathic. It was so much a part of him, and he didn't really want to hear that it's not where other people were, is being able to hear your thoughts. But I want to talk a little bit about this because many of you have extraordinary psychic abilities that have actually been expressed in your life, and you shut that baby down. And what we're suggesting is it's time to stop doing that and paying attention and seeing what your psychic abilities really are. When I was 12 years old, I discovered a psychic ability that I didn't even know the name of until I was in my 30s. The psychic ability is called psychometry. It's the ability to hold an object and to glean information from it, uh, from either uh, the owner of that object, say a piece of jewelry, or um, the manufacture of that object, and how I discovered it was: um, we were a very big family when I was growing up, and uh, we, because we didn't have a lot of money, we ate a lot of stuff out of cans. Mm-hmm. And my mom was always sending me downstairs to the to the room where the canned food was. It was just a little closet under the stairway, and I'd go down there and I'd start collecting the tomato uh, sauce cans or the soup cans or whatnot, and. I noticed one day when I was holding it in my hand, suddenly I started hearing the sound of a factory, like that, and then I saw, the the to me, the older women, they might have been in their 20s, I imagine, or 30s, but to me, I saw these older women, um, they had their hair in, net, in these uh, tight nets, I don't know if they even do that in factories anymore, but they it was a sanitation practice back then. And there were then I could see also the line of and these this equipment that was moving the cans along and doing something to them. I think it was putting the lids on or whatnot. I was so thrilled with this the first time it happened. I went around the entire um, uh, little closet I was in and picked up all kinds of cans to see <laughs> if, it, if I could if I could experience that. And I didn't know it was a psychic ability;
0: mm-hmm. it just
1: came naturally. And afterwards, uh, many years afterwards, I found out I could do that with jewelry and, and that sort of thing. And later I found out I really didn't need to hold something of someone's to to be able to read them. But it was rather an exciting discovery uh, and a useful one. You know the old saying, there's lots of sayings in our society that indicate psychic abilities. For instance, or psychicness or psychic experience One of them is um, if you've ever had an item stolen, what happens? You get angry or upset about it. And what do they call the stolen item? The person who has the stolen item, what does he call that stolen item? It's hot, right? Why is a stolen item hot? It's hot with the person's anger who actually owned it and is missing it. So Mm -hmm. if someone else picked up that thing that was stolen who was psychic they might see oh this is a stolen object there's a very angry owner of this object (laughs) or another expression i just knew that off the top of my head Mm -hmm. that's the use of the seventh chakra the ability to know just to just know something it just comes in Um, i had a, a student years ago who had a really high ability with spatial understanding so she was hired by a lot of companies to go into big warehouses and sh- she could eyeball the space and say, okay, this is 15,622 square feet. And she had one boss that this upset him so much, he would actually make her go and measure, measure it the old-fashioned <laughs> way and she was never more than six inches off. She was that good.
2: Yeah. And and you know what Raphael was talking about with the psychometry and the, the cans, well, a lot of people don't realize you know, how many of you, when you go to the grocery store, to the produce department, and you pick up one orange or apple, and then you pick up the other orange or apple, or a watermelon, and, or cantaloupe, it's and you go, nah, you put it back, and then you get this other one, and you go, oh, this one is going to be good. How, how do you tell? You can't tell that from visual inspection of it, generally. Huh. Well, maybe y- you
1: thump the, the watermelon but yeah still but there's you're still
2: a- you're you're holding it, and that's uh I use my psychometry a lot in shopping <laughs> i I pick up the whatever the material is not just produce but you know uh uh supplements or or vitamins or whatever in, in a container and I'll pick it up and I'll have uh, from a psycho- psychometric level kind of get a sense of oh yeah this is this is good stuff or this will taste really sweet or whatever the case might be and also clairsentiently feeling it and you like the energy it feels good to you and it feels good to the body so if you're going to consume it in your body then hey it's it's compatible so i use that a lot when i'm shopping especially for groceries and things of that nature now most people won't think of that. With with Raphael's example, and it's especially when she was a child, you know, you're innocent. You you go, "Wow, this is really cool," and you don't think of it as anything different. It's yeah, just I like, even "Whoa, I didn't know." You know, you can do that kind of stuff.
1: And I didn't even tell anyone about it because I it's don't just, think. It's just yeah, it's it was just just your just your
2: experience, normal <laughs> experience, and um, so then. Other psychic abilities are used on a daily basis, even things like a little bit more exotic like telekinesis. Telekinesis is the ability to move objects, physical objects, with your mind. Huh. Okay, so that, that's, for most people, that's, that's in the realm of science fiction, right? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> a thriller movie, you know, uh, a person who could mentally move objects, or, or like an a X-Men, <laughs> superheroes. Ah, Well, why are those superhero-type uh, cartoons, animation, movies, become so much more popular?
1: We're heading in that direction. We're heading,
2: and especially yeah. it's popular with the younger crowd. Why? Because they intuitively know that's where we're going. What they portray in uh, shows like X-Men, that's where, they're, where we're going. Everybody, oh, and also uh, be huge mega bestsellers like Harry Potter and Hogwarts. Ah, huh, what's all that? They call it magic, but... Now, when you really look at it, it's, it's natural abilities that people have. Part of our natural makeup. Yep. So then telekinesis. Okay, if we get out of the idea of telekinesis just means being able to move big objects with your mind, like, oh, build the pyramids with your mind kind of a thing. Then you might find that telekinesis is used in cooking when I observe really good chefs, they're using telekinesis. They, it's like bending bending the taste, you know, it's, it's And when they make it, same recipe as somebody else makes it, but this person makes it, and it's like incredible. The other person makes it, it's good, but it's not the same. It's energy, right? They're, they're moving the molecules around. Another example of telekinesis that I use, again, a lot of times in the grocery store. (laughs) You know, you're carrying, have you ever tried carrying too many bags full of stuff in your arms, you know, and and you think you can do it, but...
1: Oh, oh, because you didn't get a cart? (laughs) Yeah, because you didn't get a cart.
2: And it starts to tip over. Or you're carrying a bunch of watermelons or something, and one starts to roll off, and you go, no! And... (laughs) It doesn't roll off. <laughs> so those are little minor examples of telekinesis. And uh, it's a lot of fun. When you start to pay attention, you go, wait a minute. No, not everybody's able to keep it together, but how come you're able to? Oh, it didn't fall. It didn't collapse.
1: You know, it, it didn't, didn't break. break. Yep. Absolutely. Well, you know, I've known a car mechanic or two who was amazing? Who were amazing with um, not only fixing the cars, you know, themselves, but if it was an impossible job and somehow they managed to get it fixed or get it to work. Yeah. Anyway, you know, uh, and that's what happens a lot of times when you t- take your car to a mechanic and you're going, it's making this noise and it sounds like this. And, of course, as soon as the mechanic opens the hood, does it make the sound? No, no. it never does. <laughs> it.
0: <laughs>
1: but, you know, the one of the really important things about all of this is paying attention. Because, And don't dismiss when you have something actually happen. Take a moment and validate it, and you'll start to realize how much more psychic you really are, and you're not psychically challenged at all. And we're moving as a society. So...
2: People have to start to have that awareness of, okay, what do you do when everyone starts to be able to tell if you get called to jury duty? And, <laughs> and you can already tell who did it, <laughs> how they did it even, and, and why. Oh, are they going to want you on the jury or not? You know. And can you
1: even tell them that?
2: Yeah, can you even tell them that? <laughs>
1: I had that happen one time when the actual subject of the trial sat next to me outside of the courtroom and I think I spoke about this a few weeks ago and I could hear her thoughts just like that man with with his business and she was saying I'm guilty, I'm guilty and I didn't even know she was the one that was going to be on trial. Yes. Yeah. So and what happens what happens
2: if if you uh, – start levitating outdoors, and you don't know how to manage it. Ah, well, see you later. (laughs) Our teacher said, you start swimming. Yeah, just start swimming physically, you know, like uh, uh, freestyle swimming, kicking. Then you'll go sideways. Yes. And then grab a telephone pole or something. (laughs) I
1: think we need to talk about this more because there's a lot more subjects in this area. Well, we're at the end of our show, and we're glad that you took the time for yourself to tune in today. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our episode, Why Not Trust Yourself? With all the fake news, business and political corruption, hidden agendas and uncertainties in the world today, who or what can you trust? Join us to find out what trust is, why it's so important to trust yourself first, how everything in your life depends on that, and what you need to learn to trust yourself more. Remember, too, to join us for our next teleclass on Saturday, July 3rd from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time to speak your truth, say your peace, energy work, to find your voice. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week.
0: We appreciate your joining us today.